Welcome, travelers. Welcome to season two, episode 22 of Travel Happens. Today's co host is the wonderful Amy Shabilsky, travel advisors to the stars. School has started. My local Starbucks is now serving pumpkin spice latte. But are we experiencing the cooler temps of autumn? Are you, uh, is it, can you feel any difference, Amy? I do not feel any difference here in Florida. No, <laughs> still hot and humid and <laughs> afternoon storms every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. How about you? Well, um, actually, when, like, uh, when I was preparing for this podcast episode, there hadn't been a change of temperatures. But uh, the other day, we experienced a thunderstorm, and that has brought in a change. And now it is significantly less hot. It's still very humid here. Like, ugh. <laughs> I'll talk more about the humidity later. Uh, but that's okay, because... Um, there are ways to cut your time down when you're in the theme parks. They have ways to cut that time in the queue all, uh, to a nice manageable time frame. So Amy can tell you how. And that's yeah. what's coming up. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I am your host, Destination Douglas. Thank you for joining us today. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Today is the Battle of the Q-Busters. Universal has Universal Express, Disney has lightning lanes, but they operate differently, and Amy Shabelsky is here to tell us all about it. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We're here to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help in planning a trip? Reach for the Magic Destinations is a travel agency with travel advisors at the ready to make your travel dreams and wishes reality. Reach out to the Reach for the Magic Destinations website and we can make it happen. You can find me there. Amy, can they find you there? Yep, I'll be there too. <laughs> okay, super. <laughs> All right, so when we come back, we're, we're probably going to talk about news, I think, right? News, yep, it's coming up, yes. News. Okay, very good. All right, and we're back. And we're talking about stuff that's going on in the travel sphere. We're talking about news. And what did you got? What do you got for news? Not too much this week. Um, I know you have some, but I have yeah. um, uh, Orlando Orlando International Airport Terminal C um, uh -huh. is going to be opening here on September 19th of 2022 for international flyers and the 26th for domestic you mean, travelers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So. I, I kind of misheard you. I heard it's opening up for fires. <laughs> no, no fires. No, no fires. <laughs> It's flyers, right? Flyers, yes. Domestic okay. and international. <laughs> <laughs> so the new part of the airport reopening uh, on is Terminal C, um, September 19th for our international travelers. <laughs> Ooh, and you're not going to forget that day. No, that's no. good. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm curious. Like I've seen the new stores, the Disney store. There's a uh -huh. Universal store. It looks looks nice in there. So. I'd like to check good, it out. Good. All right. All right. Is that, it's been like a kind of a slow week in terms of news. That's kind of good. <laughs> Compared to the past two years, that's kind of good. It's all right. Right, right. I, I, I Yeah. Uh, you don't have to learn about all the stuff you're going to talk about today. <laughs> yes. And relearn everything that you've already learned. Right, right. Way. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. L- let's add more of a headache. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, my news is uh, starts out with MSC. MSC Cruises' new North American flagship, MSC Seascape, uh, will feature a variety of high-tech fun, including a funky robotic arm that lifts and flips passengers upside down and to new and, I'm sorry, two, that the number two, <laughs> new <laughs> VR experiences. The high-tech highlight of the ship will be Robotron, a robotic arm with an attached gondola that seats three guests, taking them up nearly 175 feet above the sea. The experience gives riders an unobstructed 360-degree view of the horizon as they hang over the deck, flip upside down, and move in all directions. Robotron riders will be able to select their desired level, ranging from family-friendly to high-intensity. They can also set the mood with a variety of colored lights and music preferences. New VR experiences will include a VR 360-degree flight simulator and VR motorcycles, complete with wind and water effects. MSC Seascape arrives in New York City uh, the first week of December after a 17-night crossing. The ship will be officially launched during a naming ceremony on December 7th. The ship will then move to its home port of Port Miami for year-round Caribbean cruises. So, and uh, I'll probably be able to say something about that because I'm scheduled to visit the seascape when it oh. lands in New York City. So. I was going to say you're going up there. That's exciting. I'm not really sure no, how I'm I not... feel about that robotic arm. <laughs> well, you can cuss, you know, the according to this press release, you can customize it and you can I would make do the family it. friendly. <laughs> yes. The family friendly. Keep me over the top of the ship. <laughs> it probably just like goes up and then it comes down. Does. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you don't have to worry about being turned upside down and twisting. Into, yeah. Um, uh, I, something tells me I won't be able to experience it myself, but I'll be able to see others experience it. Because there's gonna, it's basically just a preview with a whole bunch of um, travel advisors. So, oh. uh, I mean, the ship won't be full, but they'll have a good amount of people. So I'll let you, you know, I'll let you know when I know. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Princess Cruises has introduced its The Love Boat Sale. And we've talked about how they're using uh, princess uh, cruise ships as the backdrop of this new TV show. And the deal commemorates the cruise line's connection with the Love Boat series in which princess cruise vessels served as backdrops as well as the upcoming The Real Love Boat. So it's two different TV shows, both using um, the princess cruise line. And the re- uh, so the real Love Boat is a reality adventure show, and it's premiering on CBS on October 5th and will be hosted by Rebecca Romaine and Jerry O'Connell. The real Love Boat is also set aboard Princess's Regal Princess as it sails through the Mediterranean. So keep, you know, set your devices to record if you're not going to watch, you know, when it airs. Uh, Barbados. Actually, no. I, I think I'm gonna skip Barbados. I'll come back to it. 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 My news things will make more sense if I come back to it. Okay. So Holland America, Holland America Line has been awarded Responsible Fisheries Management certification, making it the first and only cruise line to achieve this credential by serving only fresh, certified, sustainable, and traceable wild Alaska seafood. RFM certified all six of the cruise line's ships that sail to Alaska following an independent audit. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's almost Friday. (laughs) Yeah. Usage of the RFM logo signifies solid commitment to a distinctive chain of custody program that assures buyers and guests 
Their seafood is legally harvested, obtained from responsibly managed, certified, sustainable fisheries, and can be traced back to its origin. Serving Alaska seafood on Holland America Line ships has long been part of the brand's immersive culinary experiences. On any Alaska cruise, the line serves more than 2,000 pounds of Alaska salmon, 1,000 pounds of Alaska cod, 800 pounds of Alaska halibut, and 500 pounds of Alaska rockfish and more. So, yeah, I'm allergic to uh, shellfish, but I can have the Alaska cod or the Alaska salmon or the halibut. So that sounds good to me. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, But the way prices are at the supermarket, I'm not having it anytime (laughs) soon. (laughs) All right. So now I'm going to go back to Barbados if I can uh, get my act together here. Uh, Barbados has announced new port entry guidelines to enable fully vaccinated travelers increased ease to experience Barbados beyond their, their cruise ship. And uh, Barbados requires each cruise line to conduct health assessments of travelers prior to embarkation, which includes questions to identify symptoms that indicate a traveler's health status. In addition, travelers will be required to follow testing guidelines as determined by the cruise line prior to boarding. Cruise lines are required to submit their maritime declaration of health to the chief medical officer at least 24 hours prior to arrival and again within 12 hours of the vessel's arrival. They will also be required to make arrangements for the isolation of passengers who test positive prior to embarkation on a home port cruise. The cost of such service shall be uh, to the account of the passenger or the cruise line. Um, All of that is to say, really, all the cruise lines are following those guidelines as it is anyway. So you, as a guest or a passenger, really don't have anything to, you know, to be concerned about. It's all being taken care of for for you. Um, Something to keep in mind is that fully vaccinated travelers, eligible if they've completed a full regimen of vaccines from any of the approved COVID-19 vaccinations, at least 14 days prior to travel to Barbados, are no longer required to take a COVID-19 test to enter Barbados and will be permitted free flow to enjoy experiences on the island, which you know, I absolutely love because I'm all about exploring the world. And uh, they're saying you can do it. All travelers will follow the general health guidelines relating to sanitization and social distancing established by at the port of Bridgetown's home port and passenger facilities. With respect to air-sea passenger movements, ground handling agents will coordinate staggered transfer of travelers to ensure social distancing and reduce congestion. So basically, you know, things are looking up if your cruise is going to Barbados. And I just say, sign me up. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) When are we going? Uh, um, (laughs) Soon as I get the money. Um, so another port, Fiji, has announced that international travelers will no longer have to take a COVID-19 test upon arrival in Fiji. So that, that's nice and simple. And then big news out of Disney Cruise Line, biz, uh, beginning September 8th, which by the Tomorrow. time you're listening to the podcast, It's already taken place. Disney Plus subscribers can book special offers for Disney Cruise Line. As a special offer for Disney Plus subscribers, third and fourth guests sail free with two full fare guests in the same stateroom on select Disney Cruise Line voyages. Uh, This offer is available for select staterooms and sailings on the Disney Magic, Disney Dream, and Disney Fantasy departing between January and April of 2023 and does not include taxes, fees, and port expenses for each guest, which are due at time of final payment. 
the number of staterooms allocated for this offer is limited. So if you want to take advantage, you better get on the horn to, uh, the, you know, us lovely travel advisors over at Reach for the Magic Destinations. That's what I got to say about that. So that's all the news is for the cruises. Oh, I forgot. I, uh, I, there was a late breaking piece of news that I discovered as I'm like typing all this stuff up. And that is um, about Epic Universe. So uh, Universal has trademarked names for, of the hotels that are opposite the main entrance. So I've talked about in the past how they were referred to as Project 912 and Project 913. And it looks like the possible names for the hotels across from the entrance is going to be, drumroll please, <laughs> the first one is going to be Terra Luna Resort. And the second one is going to be Stella Nova Resort. And that also jives with the speculation that happened months ago that we reported here on the podcast that uh, it's believed that the resorts are going to have a space theme in some respect. So those names, Terra Luna and Stella Nova, kind of lend themselves to that. Like, that's what I would I would believe. Very nice. So that that now that is all the news that I've got. I promise. All right. <laughs> like what you are hearing? Tell your friends that they too can now find us on their favorite podcast player. Hey, Amy, did you realize you can listen to podcasts on your home devices from Amazon and Google? I did. Yeah, it's great. You just say whatever your wake word is. I'm not going to say it now because I don't want people's <laughs> devices to be going off. That oh, that annoys me. Like I listen to TV <laughs> and during a commercial, you know, there'll be a commercial for one of those devices and they say the name and off it goes. Yeah. Like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> um, but yeah, you say the wake word and to play the latest episode of Travel Happens and uh, we're in your house. Uh, you can listen when you do your household chores and kind of makes that I, I, I'm looking at it <laughs> right now. I've got uh, clothes that need to be folded. <laughs> and uh, so the perfect thing to do is it, it goes much quicker when you're listening to a podcast. So if you follow the Travel Happens podcast, whenever we put out a new episode of the podcast, you'll get a no notification. And that way you won't miss a thing. And should you fail to follow this podcast, I will place a curse on you. If you do not follow this podcast, may you have no access to the internet for a day in your <laughs> daily life. No email, no social media, no streaming your favorite shows, nothing, nothing for a day. So, you know, make it easy on yourself and just Follow the podcast. That's easy. It, it's just a click. You can do just it. Just a click, yes. <laughs> a click. All right. <laughs> we're back. And uh, we're talking about Battle of the Cues. So take it away, Amy. All right. So um, I know you haven't been to the parks here lately, but no, um, we have the two between Disney and Universal. Um, Disney right. has Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, which kind of go together. Yeah. And then Universal has the Express Pass. So I'm just going to kind of cover some of the um, things under each of them, and then we'll kind of compare yeah. them if that sounds good. That sounds excellent. All right. So um, Genie Plus and uh, Lightning Lane kind of go one in, or kind of go together. Um, you can use Lightning Lane without Genie Plus, but then it's just a one-time pay type of uh, a service. Um, but with Genie Plus, it's kind of taking the place of the old Fast Pass system, where right. 
you could make a fast pass reservation. And then once you do that, you can make another one. So Genie Plus is very similar to that. Um, for that, it's $15 a day per person. So if you have a family, it's going to add up pretty quick if you do it every day. Yes. Um, those have to be purchased the day of. So anytime after midnight, um, you'd want to do it before 7 a.m. because that's when the first fat, uh, Express Pat, or I'm sorry, when the first um, Genie Plus Lightning Lane uh, selection could be made at 7 a.m. Um, let's see. So once you make that selection, um, once you tap into that ride, you can select another ride or you can make another selection two hours after that first, after the park opens. So say you chose to wait and do your ride at two o'clock in the afternoon, park opened at eight, you could make another selection at 10. So technically at that point, you could have two. Um, I'm already confused. So <laughs> it's a little confusing <laughs> with the Genie Plus. That is one downfall for sure. Yeah. Especially if you haven't been for a while and you're not used to that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like the idea of using an example. So okay. I I got my park reservation. Yep. And I uh, paid for a ticket to the park. Okay. So, so then uh, you... Still have to pay another fifteen dollars right, for Genie. Exactly. Plus. So then, so am I paying for the Lightning Lane, or am I paying for Disney Plus? Oh, uh, not Disney Plus, Genie Plus. So you're paying for Genie Plus. Genie Plus. Um, yes, which the Genie Plus selection, like of the ride, is going to give you access to the Lightning Lane. I see. So there's two types of lightning lane um, that you can pay for. They're both okay. paid services. So um, Genie Plus, you can reuse it uh -huh. like the old kind of pass. So, so lightning um, lane, you, uh, I'm just, I'm. You're okay. And I'm like <laughs> your garden variety client. <laughs> All right. So uh, lightning lane is basically like the uh, queue that I would go into of days of old that was designated as fast pass, but now they're calling it lightning lane. Correct. And that is slightly different than the genie plus. So um, the genie, in order to go into the lightning lane, you'd have to either pay for a lightning lane so right. there's only a few rides that you can do that just pay straight out for that ride okay or you have to use the genie plus which is the 15 dollars for like that day i see so that's the so same line genie for plus both is of those. 15 dollars for that day how much is it about for just skipping the genie plus and just paying for the lightning lane so for the lightning lane there's only one ride per park that you can use it at each day. I thought it was two. No, well, you can book two a day. Uh-huh. So you could go to Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Right. But you can only book one of those rides per park. Per day per park. Yes. Like okay. so you couldn't go on uh <laughs> Cosmic Rewind twice paying uh -huh. for it. Right. So yeah, it does get a little confusing. For but sure, with, especially the first time. <laughs> but with Genie Plus, I've got more flexibility is what you're saying. Correct. So at Genie Plus, say you went to Magic Kingdom, you could get a um, lightning lane under the Genie Plus for, say, um, Splash Mountain. And then mm -hmm. you could go over to Small World. And then you could go to Buzz Lightyear. Um, so you can make those multiple selections got you you have to either wait two hours right after the first one or say you know the park opens at eight at 8 30 i got a um lightning lane genie plus for dumbo once mm -hmm. i tap my band into dumbo i can make another one right away got you that made, I, that part made sense. okay but if i waited for dumbo until 2 p.m for my choice and the park still opened at eight at 10 o'clock, I could still make another selection, mm -hmm. even though Dumbo is out there. At right. right. So, so yes, uh, once you use it uh, once or twice, you're like, okay, fine. I, I think I got it. And then it changes. Yeah. But, 
So that is one of the downfalls. It is a little confusing. Um, and like I said, it, it's going to add up um, if you use it every day for a family of four. Yeah. Um, it can only be used at one time per um, one ride per day. Uh-huh. So you can only go on Dumbo once with the lightning lane. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, it does exclude some of the most popular rides. So Guardian Garden. Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, Star Wars, Rise of the Resistance, Avatar Flight of Passage, and Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Those four would be the ones that you would have to pay separately for, just strictly under the Lightning Lane. And that is between $7 to $15 per person that day. I got On you. top and, of the 15 uh, So, And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the the range of prices is because of it depends upon when you are taking your trip. Is that it? Correct. Correct. Okay. The, the vol- like, probably the but, volume in the parks, how many people right. are going to be there. Yes. Yeah. So for example, I would think that at the end of October, it probably is a less expensive uh, cost for a lightning lane than um, the week between Christmas and New Year's Day. Yes, that I mean I would say the end of end of October is probably still expensive because of Halloween and people going for that part. But yes, I would okay, say mid-October. Right now, maybe <laughs> it might be great. <laughs> I okay. think I'm heading to the parks tomorrow, so I'll test it out right. and see how much they are compared to how much I have paid. <laughs> yes. So that's the gist of Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane for Disney. Uh-huh. Um, now, Universal has what they call the Express Pass. Right. It's a little less confusing. However, there's a couple different price points, and it's much more expensive. Right. So they it do can have... be. Like, I, I just saw an example of they were breaking down how much their Universal vacation was, and they broke it down to what they're paying for dining and what they paid for transportation every every they had every line item and uh one of it was how much the theme park admission price was and another line for using express pass and express pass was more expensive than the cost of the theme park on their particular visit yes especially if they're using it multiple days right because it again you have to pay for it daily yeah um and it depends if you're just doing a one park or if you're doing the park to park. Um, it starts at $79.99 a day and can go up to um, starting at $119.99 a day for the two parks. So right. it is expensive. Um, one thing to keep in mind with that and what I usually recommend to my clients is that we, we check out the prices with the premier resorts because the premier resorts it is included with your stay. Right. And that's the unlimited fast um, express pass. Yeah. So by the time you add up, you know, even if it's $119 a day per person, right. and you're there for three or four days and you have a family right. of four, it's expensive yeah. for sure. Um, it also, you know, allows you to skip the lines at some of the most uh, popular rides. Um I think this one includes 27 rides, but it still is excluding the most popular um, rides. Jurassic is. Park, Velocicoaster, the um, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, uh, the Flyers, and Fievel's, uh Playground. Those are all excluded. So no matter what, those you'll be standing in line with everybody else. So um there are no reservations needed for the Express Pass, which is nice. So if you're, you know, wherever you are in the park, you decide you wanted to go on that ride, you could join the Express Pass line. It's going to be shorter than the regular standby line. Thank um, you. That is so much easier to understand. Yes, just walk into the Express Pass yeah. line. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you're paying more um, at Universal for that express pass. Um, but you don't have to stop and check your phone, see what's available, coordinate with whoever you're traveling with, you know, there's no timeline as to when you need to select it and you just get in line. Right. So, you, you, uh, you know, if you want that privilege, you pay the price of that privilege and then you're done. 
Yes. Yes. Just join the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of comparing both of them to, you know, side by side, like I mentioned, the express cost, the express pass does cost more. It does give you access to fewer lines than the genie plus simply because, you know, um, Magic Kingdom and, you know, those parks are bigger than right. Universal. Um, so um, it also, because the parks are closer, Islands of Adventure and um, Universal are right there. You can go in between the parks. So you do have the access to go to both parks um, to get your money's worth, really, to, you know, whatever rides you wanted to go on. Um, and then the one thing to keep in mind is that if you're you know, looking into the express pass and you're staying on resort, always check out what, how much the premier resort is going to come out Yeah. in my, it, it always seems to come out a little bit less, which is, you know, for the accommodations, it's, it's worth it. Yes. Um, and then genie plus compared to the express pass again, it's less expensive. Um, but as we first found out there, it is more difficult to use, especially the first time you're using it. And, you know, a lot of times our guests are only here for their one visit um every couple of years or you know whatever right. um, works for their family so it is a little bit more difficult to use and you're on your phone um you do have to have the reservations to get into those well not only one to get into the park but also then to use the genie plus you have to have that lightning lane reservation to get into those lines so so it's you know here and there for both um, right I don't want to go to either park without them, <laughs> um, but I understand that, the cost is definitely. Yeah, that um, that speaks to the way I like to uh, experience a theme park, and that is to wait in line as little as possible. That's that's my goal. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm with you. I am with you uh, 100% on that. Yeah. So I, you know, when it first came out, I was like, oh, I'm not going to need that. but. Uh, but the interesting thing to me is there also is a, a non-paid uh, non-pay feature that Disney uses to direct people to different places. Uh, just instead of Genie Plus, it's just Genie. Right. And you don't pay for that. And I, it's never going to happen. It, it will never happen, but I would love to visit on a, a time when no one, hardly anybody buys the Genie Plus and they all just buy, they just, uh, just use the with, app. The, with the Genie and to see what the end result would end up being in terms of people's, uh, how, how long they're waiting in line. Yeah, I have actually not taken full advantage of genie or you know genie plus yes where you can go into the lightning lanes but the genie right. other things on the app i have not yeah just because I, I i guess mostly because i'm used to going to the parks you know what i mean like i know where i need yeah. to go i know what i want to do and if i'm going to pay for it i'm <laughs> right and plus also you've got the two of us have the mindset Stop it with the line waiting. Stop it. So yes. I'm willing and, to pay the money right. for to <laughs> make my experience in my world better. Yes, I agree. To, or, to, to shorter lines are good. Or what they could do is, you know, I just go on the standby line and they just have servers come around and I can just take little <laughs> snacks and drinks. Yeah, they do I need wait. that. <laughs> That's never, that's never going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> so just pay. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, there are times that it's not as busy. So if you plan, you know, I mean, I know it's really hard for us as travel advisors to even tell you when those times are going to be, but you know, you yeah. can kind of figure kids are in school. It's probably going to be less busy, but. I was just going to say that would be the overriding kind of rule of thumb. You know, yeah. if you can attend when school is, in session go then versus schools out right yes although what's weird is in recent years summer has not been as busy as it conventionally used to be it you it used to be like really super busy 
yeah. during the summer. And now it's it's not quite the the it's peak that bad. it used to be. And that yeah, I... and that uh fall used to be this time when it was like, oh, it's so nice, you know, it's cooler temperatures and less crowds. And now it's like food and wine festival. So let's there's always let's festivals. Go. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. So for me, they both, you know, have have their own benefits and you know own cost points, but right. to me it's worth it. <laughs> well, that's why it's, it's important to work with a travel advisor because they're gonna dive into what's most important to you. Right. And they're gonna give you the advice. Well, then I suggest you do X, Y, or Z because you really value this as opposed to the other thing. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if, uh, with little kids, you know, it's hard to wait in lines. I know that the lines now have interactive things in them for your, your kids to keep occupied and stuff, but still they're not going to want to wait in line for 40 minutes. You know, like, yeah. what are you going to do when they have to go to the bathroom? Things like that, that, you know, we don't think about and, and until you're there. But yes, that's yeah. what we're here for. Well, my whole thing would be like, I'd be one of those parents who'd be asking every five minutes, I think we need to take a, take a trip. Yes. Take, yes. take a little trip because I don't want to be stuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. But so that's my, my take on the two express pass or, uh, line skipping that's not really what it's called but you know yeah shorter lines um i have a question so what what's your understanding of how it works like the the logistics let's say i've got universal express and i go into the express line and so how many so I figure they've got two different lines. They've got the standby line and they've got the universal line, uh, express line. Mm -hmm. And um, how many people will they allow on that onto the attraction from the express line before they start taking standby people? I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's out there for. <laughs> okay. Or, you know, I, I don't know for sure how many they they let in, you know, between Lightning Lane or Genie Plus and Express yeah. Lane. Um, because that would pass. be an interesting thing to know, to find out, is it, you know, for every person in standby, do they allow 20 people in right. Express Line? Or is it? 30 people or is it 10 people right so, or that many guests or you know groups or because then it yeah. just depends too like i guess that's probably why they ask you how many and if it might be 50 they're keeping that count in their mind of letting 50 express pass or lightning lane through and then 20 you know I, that's true yeah but i i don't know that exact number i'm gonna ask next time i'm i'm at the parks because <laughs> now i'm curious i'm like oh yeah how does this all, how does this work? How do you decide yeah. who's going? You've got right. two lines and how do you decide whether it's the lightning lane ride or the standby line? Right. Because I mean, even in the lightning lane um, or the express pass, you will likely wait. Yeah. Five oh, yeah. to 15 minutes. Not, right. not, you know, 15 minutes seems long, but you know, you're still going to wait 10 minutes. I don't know. Um, yeah. For them to work through the people in front of you who also have the express pass or uh, yeah, Genie Plus. So, but each, you know, to me, it's worth it. Yeah. To you, it may not be. I mean, it is, right. you know, if you're not waiting in line. <laughs> but because, listen, it, you, it, if let's say you don't purchase any of these um, Q aids, uh, that means you're going to be in a standby line all the time. And so you could spend more than half of your time just standing around waiting in lines, you know? You could. I you agree. Could. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Amy. That was very informative. Of course, they're a little confusing, but if you need to yeah. have questions, send me a message and we'll, we'll help you straighten them out. 
Well, first, book the vacation. Yes. <laughs> and then yes. we'll help you. <laughs> we'll get it sorted out. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We're obsessed. So last time when we talked with Amy, she was saying there were so many things that are driving her up the wall. <laughs> last week, it was noceums. What is it this week? And I think the noceums are gone because I haven't had any okay. little bites. So that's, I just had to speak about them, I guess. All right. This week is, I have found myself just on my computer looking for new recipes. Oh, I know okay. you use a meal service or delivery service, yeah. which I need to try still, maybe when I get settled. But I'm just, you know, I don't know about you. And maybe that's why you started trying the other um, thing is I, you know, I'm so just tired of eating the same things. So, yeah, no, your whole perspective reminds me of when I was growing up, because uh, when I was, let's say, in elementary school. We basically had the same uh, nine dinners yes. on a rotation basis. <laughs> I knew that, oh, we haven't had meatloaf in a while. It's coming up. Oh, tacos yep. are next week. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, and then I would say really in high school, I maybe a little bit of middle school, I remember my mother was really into finding uh, time-saving recipes, recipes that she could do in 30 minutes or less. And she was queen of these crazy, crazy <laughs> uh, recipes. I remember one time she made like this corned beef hash that was, I'm sorry, sorry, mom. It was horrible. <laughs> she didn't like it. And she didn't eat it. I didn't eat it. My brother didn't eat it. Um, we went up the street to uh, neighbors and gave them, we're like, you know what? It's not our cup of tea. Here, you try it. Have some, you know, enjoy some food. They tried it. They didn't like it. <laughs> so we brought it back home and my father will eat anything, anything. And he just gobbled it up. Very happy with it. <laughs> That's so funny. I also like, you know, I'm looking online for these recipes but I get nervous just like that. Like, well, I'm yeah. going to go spend this money to buy this other new stuff, which I don't have in my kitchen. And right. then we're not going to like it. So that's my other fear in these recipes. But last night I made a honey, some kind of honey chicken and it was delicious. Oh. So honey stir fry chicken, I think is what it was called, but well, it was if good. You, if you <laughs> want a recipe for a uh, honey balsamic vinegar chicken, in a um what's that not a crock pot it's the other thing that's speedy oh, gonzalez yeah the uh instapot instapot yeah you stick it in instapot it like cooks for five minutes and you've got a meal it's, yeah it's really good oh so you'll you have to send that, it to me. me okay yeah we don't have my we don't have the instapot back yet but we should have it in a couple weeks <laughs> 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 okay maybe like sometime during the holiday season i'll send you okay. the recipe when you're nice and settled and you sounds good things are. <laughs> <laughs> yes i uh yeah i just remember like oh seeing some tv commercial and they made fun of this woman about uh making sweet and sour liver i'm like that's my mom she makes that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well my mom was the queen of cutting recipes out of magazines uh-huh and so oh, you yeah. know we'd have all the uh, and i i'm very visual so i like the pictures yes. as well so yes right. i i kind of wish i had a magazine to flip through instead of the internet <laughs> at least yeah, the internet that's... has reviews and so not that you can trust all those reviews but Turned out last night, so I was pleased. <laughs> Very good. I love that. Um, for me, uh, I've been I was obsessed with uh, my experience with the Philly 10K. Oh yeah. Uh, so 10K is like 6.2 miles, and uh, the day was like partly cloudy. 
but it was uh, one thing that the organizers and all everything that I see about the participants can agree on. It was humid. It was oh. super, super humid. And um, I was really sweating. (laughs) (laughs) It was not evaporating at all. And uh, I was just, it it just was something else. But I felt like that whole experience was a metaphor for life. You've just got to run your own race. I remember last time I kind of latched on to someone and basically followed them the whole, uh, most of the way. Uh This time I just did what I got to do. And I really wasn't paying attention to anybody else. And I think that's what you got to do in life. Don't compare your life to other people's life. You've got to do what's best for you. Right. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And um, I actually was very pleased with myself because they, uh, as you know, because you've done races like this, they put you in corrals based upon your anticipation pace that Uh we're doing. So I was right in the middle of the pack, which was a lot better than what it was the last time. I was further, (laughs) further more with the slow pokes, not quite the people struggling. Not the walkers. Huh? (laughs) Not the walkers. I really don't think that there were really walkers because when I went home, the tail end of the people running the race were still running the race and they actually they weren't walking they were trying to you know do some kind of uh jog and um so the whole time i was in corral c and i got up i was one of the lead people of that corral um once we were really actually running. You know how at the beginning, everybody's just like shuffling. They're (laughs) shuffling because there's way too many people. And when you really can break free, I was at the lead and I saw the back, uh, I could see the back of Corral B right in front of me. And that's what happened um, through most of the race. So I was like very proud of that. And I liked how uh, my pace, that was probably like my quickest pace that I've ever had. And I was really surprised because in my training when i would time myself for whatever reason i felt like i was backsliding but on that day maybe it was like the the anxiety of the, the day excitement yeah the excitement that you know pushed me and then i had a specific playlist that i was listening to and uh all the music was had um the beats per minute were a lot more than maybe what I was training with. So that definitely helped me. So I was happy about that. Yeah. Um, And then at the end of it, uh, they had a little party. I got a free custard from Shake Shack. I got, yeah, I got this. um, They gave me a free pail. Well, there was a, a variety of different beers and I picked up this pale ale and it turned out it had a, like a lot of fruit notes in it. Okay. Um, so that was really enjoyable and I really needed to cool off. So I was grateful for that. <laughs> there was, you know, every race, they always give you bananas and they give you water. So I had that also. And um, there was live music. There was a band playing and oh. that was enjoyable. So it really, uh, lifted my spirits that day and I really enjoyed it. Good. That's so I awesome. can't wait for next year. Next year. Do you have you done any of the Disney ones? I haven't. Haven't. Uh Amy Krause and I uh did an episode all about her experiences uh with Run Disney. And um you know what? This event was a lot like how she described the Disney event because I'm telling you, all along the sides of the roads that I traveled, it um, were people cheering everybody. Oh, on. that's it was awesome! Like, yeah, it was really, really well attended, and um, I saw a couple of people that I knew, and we waved. Oh, uh, that's so fun! Yeah, 
Good, good. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was obsessed with. A theme park vacation is a complicated maze, as you heard my confusion as I'm talking with (laughs) Amy. Uh, Thank goodness there are people like you, Amy, to help us sort out this mess and make sense of it all. And your services are complimentary, correct? Correct. All right. Amy has oodles of more advice and guidance when it comes to America uh, to favorite destinations for North Americans. If you want help with a vacation, Amy can make it happen. Her contact information is in the show notes. If you would like help with vacation plans, my contact information is in the show notes as well. I can help with adventures with ocean and river cruises, especially if you are an active or adventurous traveler. For land lovers, I can also help with universal parks and resorts. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. Next week, I can't wait to discover what I've got planned. I'm talking about something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we'll explore what is beyond our front porch. Reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure.